You're listening to the How to Talk to Girls podcast with your dating coach, Trip from TripAdvice.com. Do you struggle with getting girls to like you? You'll learn step-by-step how to talk to girls to create deep connections, whether it be for <laughs> one night of wild fun, a one-week fling. Are you currently involved in a sexual relationship? Or for a lifelong partner. Full of long-lasting pleasure. Here's your host, Trip. Hello and welcome to another How to Talk to Girls podcast. I believe we're on episode 41 and I got another amazing interview for you today. You're going to learn a lot of great stuff and I'm going to go into that in just a second and tell you all about the two gentlemen. Yes, there are two of them that I'm interviewing today that are going to give you some great information. Now, before I tell you about that, let's talk about all the little housewarming stuff we need to go over. You need to call 323-432-0025 to reach the hotline, the How to Talk to Girls hotline, so you can get your questions answered. All you got to do is give it a call, leave a voicemail, ask your question, anything related to dating, sex, relationships, attraction, girls, guys, whatever it is, I will be here to answer it for you. So go ahead and call 323-432-0025. And if you're listening for the first time, a big welcome to you. You can go ahead and pick up your free gift. It's my free gift to everyone who listens to the podcast because it's only for the people who listen to the podcast. It's tripadvice.com slash podcast dash gift where you can pick up your free video where one of my students doesn't approach and approaches two beautiful girls during the day, gets their number, and I break it down and tell you what he's doing right, what he's doing wrong, and how you can be the guy who's picking up the girls on the street like him. So go check it out at tripadvice.com slash podcast dash gift. And please leave a review for the podcast. I love reading and hearing your feedback. I want to hear more about what you want to hear about. So let's let's have you start leaving reviews. Go to iTunes, leave a review right there. You can leave a review on Stitcher as well. We're on Stitcher. So I want to hear from you. Go ahead and do that so I can get your feedback to see how I'm doing. We've been doing this for about six months now, and I have no intention of stopping anytime soon. Weekly episodes for you. Okay, so who do we have today as a guest? Today we have two guys from the name of David. David Parada of Postgrad Casanova and David De Las Morenas of How to Beast. So they each have their own separate websites talking about meeting girls and attraction, but they've come together to create beastlygentlemen.com, which is their own podcast. And I was interviewed on their podcast a few weeks ago. I don't think it's up yet if you're listening to this live, but it will be up there soon. And I go into great detail on how to flirt with girls. Some really cool stuff there. So check out their podcast, check out my interview and check out their other stuff. They got some really good interviews on there. They interview some really interesting people and that's at beastlygentlemen.com. And you'll get all that information in the episode description. So go ahead and check that out. So what are we talking about today? Well, these guys are are really, really good at nightclub game, night high energy type of game, you know, meeting girls at night. And we go into a whole breakdown of exactly how to do that from step A to step Z. And it's sad enough to say one of them, David De Las Morenas from How to Beast, he actually just went through a breakup. In fact, I didn't know, but he went through a breakup like three days prior to the recording of this podcast. So he's fresh off of a breakup. And I think it's really cool that he was able to share some of his experience of how he's going to get over this breakup and how he's going to become a stronger man out of it. So he gets a little vulnerable with us today on the podcast. So we start talking about that. And there's some really great tips in there that I will be using myself for future breakups, okay, in terms of how to recover from them. So we start off with that, and then we go into some nightclub game stuff, and we kind of tie it all in and how it's all related. So listen up, listen closely, check out their website, beastlygentleman.com, which is hosting their podcast, and enjoy. I'll be seeing you soon. Hey, guys, what's going on? How's it going, Trip? Good. Good Yeah, happy to have you. So... Like I said earlier, I was on their podcast on beastlygentleman.com and we were talking about flirting and all kinds of cool stuff. And these guys really, by the way, I'm just very impressed. You guys 
you really know how to interview. Like they were asking amazing questions. Like I just give you a lot of props for that. Like I do a lot of podcast interviews, and you guys are one of my favorites because you're just asking these amazing specific questions about flirting and about attracting girls. So it was just awesome to to be on your podcast, and, and you guys should. Who's ever listening right now, go and check out their other interviews too because they really interview a lot of cool people. So thanks, guys, for doing this interview. I'm happy to have you. I yeah, appreciate appreciate the love, man. And yeah, we're, we're glad to be on the show. For sure. David and David. So today I want to talk a little bit about nightclub game. And we're going to go into that in just a second. But I want to hear from both of you guys how you got into this, just a little bit of your background. So the guys who are listening right now can really understand, you know, where you guys came from and how you got to this point right now. Are you talking about in regards to dating and game yeah, specific? Yeah, in dating and game and, and, you know, why should these guys listen to you? Why, why should, you know, they listen at what you have to say? I mean, I know, but, you know, let's hear it from you guys. Sure. So I think we we had pretty similar stories in regards to how we got into, like, transforming our dating lives. For me personally, you know, I never really had much success growing up. Back in high school, I was sort of just like into sports. And by the time I realized that I was attracted to girls, I felt like I was just like <laughs> like leaps and bounds behind other guys. No, not that I thought I was gay. <laughs> but like by the time like my, my sexual instincts were like developing, like most other guys were already dating girls and stuff. So I felt like I just was like a step behind. And because of that, I think I kind of just like pushed it out of my mind, um, didn't really didn't really take action on it kind of just just you know tried not to think about it and just kept focusing on schoolwork and and sports and then by the time I got to college you know that sort of just got worse and worse led to more and more like intense anxiety around the subject and it wasn't really till I'd say like my my senior year of college I mean I think I, I lost my virginity my junior year but didn't really do much after that the next couple of years mm-hmm. senior year I finally you know like a couple of my roommates were they weren't necessarily into like dating or game, but they were very successful with women. So I got pushed by them. But I think at that point it was more like I was motivated out of like needing validation from my group of friends, which I know Dave has a similar a similar story about that. And you know, it wasn't really till I graduated and I was reading some some book on like overcoming the approach anxiety that I went on like an internet forum, met up with some guy in Boston. And we went out together, both really terrible game. And just, it was like over one summer, we just went out all the time, kept pushing it, kept trying to get better. And, you know, it was through all those failures, I guess, that that eventually, step by step, led me to to realizing what worked. And I guess what ultimately led me to sort of realizing my own value as a man and my own self-confidence. This sort of has is what propels me forward uh, since then. So I'm just curious. When you were going out on that summer, because I know that there's, you know, there's guys listening right now who are trying to get better at this stuff. What was, just like name a few things that you were doing, you know, be more specific. Like what were you doing when you were going out that summer? What were you practicing? What were you trying to do? Were you doing any exercises? Like what was your strategy on that summer? So, and I think this was a bad thing and a good thing. The guy I was going out with, and myself are both like super analytical about everything. So before we went out, I'd go to his apartment, he'd come to mine, and we'd like plan out what we're gonna we're gonna pick one or two things to focus on for tonight. And I say it was bad because if we, you know, focused on approaching girls in a direct manner and just coming up and saying, like, you're fucking hot, I wanted to talk to you, um, it would be good because we'd we'd actually do that. We wouldn't get out there and pussy out of doing it. But it would be bad because sort of after we did that we oftentimes we wouldn't push the interactions much further so we came away with a lot of these like these like little tidbits of success but weren't necessarily you know going on a lot of dates or having a lot of sex at least for that particular summer okay so it's more just kind of practicing conversation going up to girls getting over the fear of approach anxiety things like that yeah and then you know after that it's focusing on other things. Maybe one challenge I remember doing that was a lot of fun, again, that didn't necessarily give us great end results was we said, all right, tonight we're going to go out and see if we can get rejected once we're in a conversation by being too physical. So, you know, by like grabbing girls' asses and, and doing stuff like that, like going overboard because obviously the, the natural tendency 
is not enough uh, physical play. So we tried to sort of desensitize ourselves systematically to like the different aspects of of talking to women at nightclubs. So do you have any stories of like that going wrong, like being too physical with any girls? What happened when you did that? So, I mean, that's the funny thing, right? You, a lot of times you think that these things are going to lead to like some like really bad rejections, but at the end of the day, and even if you're in a nightclub, even if you are, you know, grabbing a girl's ass or doing this or that, they rarely react very, I don't want to say violently, but they rarely like come back very aggressively at you. And I think that's sort of the enlightening part of it all. If you can push yourself to do these things, sure, a girl might look at your ass and be like, oh, why? Like, I think one time, you know, I was just straight up asked, like, why did, why did you just squeeze my ass? Because it wasn't in line with like the vibe of the conversation. But it didn't even lead to a rejection. It sort of just, it led to sort of awkward conversation that fizzled out, you know? Those things never really end so badly. So it wasn't just like you going up to a random girl without speaking to her and grabbing her ass. It was, or was it? <laughs> no, was no. It? Open girls left and right there, huh? <laughs> no, it wasn't that. And I don't think I'd suggest that. But it was more like once we approached the girl and started a conversation and we were already in the conversation pushing to to for them to end the conversation because we were too physical right okay cool yeah i just, I just wanted to make sure i don't want i don't want any guys listening to start grabbing girls asses like on the sidewalk <laughs> or something crazy or like in a nightclub without even talking to them and then all of a sudden like the bouncer's kicking them out I'm like i heard it on a podcast <laughs> yeah that's funny yeah for, so for, for me like i i like i said i, I have a very similar story to days like you both our stories actually intertwine because we both actually started going out with the same kid that he started going out with eventually that's actually how we met kind of funny but like a year or two later so i just it didn't like completely intertwine but yeah for me i just started going out in boston because i was i knew about this stuff in college but i was in a fraternity i never really really applied to any of it it's pretty, pretty easy to get girls in college when you're in a fraternity you're just everyone's just drunk all the time it's, it's not too hard but right when i turned 21 and was out of college i'm like i'm gonna really i'm gonna get started with this start going out in boston meeting up with a lot of guys, I guess, like in the community out there, like this is like three years ago at the time. And, and I wasn't, unlike Dave, I wasn't really like going out and like testing different things. I was just kind of going all for it. Like I would just go out and just like try to pull girls. So just like make connections with girls here and there, just kind of see how far I could take it. And a lot of times I was just trying to like meet a girl so I could stay in Boston for the night. Cause I still was living with my parents like an hour South in Rhode Island. So I was just like driving up, you know, seeing how far I could take it. And if I had to drive home at like 2 a.m., that's what I had to do. But I was just trying to like find a girl for that night. Were you guys drinking during this time or anything like that? A little, like maybe like one or two drinks, but I wasn't, I wasn't really getting, getting drunk. I never really been one to, to get really trashed. Yeah, similar. Definitely, I'd say most nights I went out, I drank, but never to the point of, of being Inebriated. like, of being, yeah, being like blackout drunk, you know, two or three drinks. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm just curious because everyone does it kind of differently. You know, I've heard different stories from different guys who want to practice getting better at meeting girls. And, you know, myself, I didn't do really any drinking at all. Uh, I know other guys who would get completely trashed. It sounds like you guys would kind of just like have a drink or two and go out. Do you think, does drinking for you guys help or hurt or neutral? So I think that when you're learning, like it's it's vital not to drink or just have one or two drinks. But you know, I've, I think I've gone through like funny periods where like I haven't drank it for a long time going out. And then one night I've gone out and got trashed and it's been a really good night in terms of, you know, hooking up with girls. And then a lot of times after that, I think I delude myself into thinking, oh, wow, like the alcohol just boosted my game. And then I'll go on a few weeks or a few other weekends where I go out and drink a lot. And then it's it's just turns into like a shit show. So I think that, you know, you really, you need to build the skills in a sober state and like get comfortable with everything in a sober state. I am, for me, I just, like, just the, the more sober I am, like the more mentally sharp I am. And when I'm mentally sharp, I can hold the conversation with the girl. I can lead her around. I can kind of manage the logistics. I can do what it takes to have a good night and also pull her home. Plus I'm also just kind of high off of like the actual social interactions of the night. Just kind of like the fun of the night. That makes sense. Yeah, for sure. You know, and and that totally happens. You kind of get in this like really, like, good feeling kind of state where you're just like you almost kind of feel like you're drunk. It's really weird how that happens. Like you just start to, you know, like your social muscles have been exercised and you kind of feel like a little bit loose, although you haven't drank anything. The funny thing about alcohol, I found, is that for me personally, 
you know, alcohol definitely helps more of, you know, being physical with a girl or making kind of bolder physical moves with the girl. But it doesn't really help the conversation aspect. Like I've noticed, like if I'm ever, you know, drinking or I'm too drunk, it's difficult for me to hold a conversation. But I can do the other things. So it's like, it's kind of like, you know, it's got its good sides and its bad sides. But yeah, at the end of the day, I think it's probably just better to, to not have to rely on anything, you know, in terms yeah. of trying to learn this stuff. But so, yeah, cool. Let's, let's go in more into where you guys are now. So, okay, so now at this point, you know, you, you put your work in, you learn this stuff, you went out a bunch. Where would you guys say you are now in terms of, you know, meeting women? Let's, do you guys have girlfriends? Are you still going out? What's, where are you guys at right now? <laughs> Uh, so, so for me, I, I'm still, I still go out. I'm starting to see a girl more exclusively, uh, but I still like to go out, be socially sharp. And before I met her, you know, I was still kind of going out most weekends, one or two nights, and just kind of just going out with a bunch of friends, having a good time. Uh, not the sole focus, never on picking up girls. The sole focus is always about having fun. It's like fun comes first, girls come second. You know, but if you're out there having fun, it's going to be a lot easier to get to get the girls. It's kind of like, yeah, I think that we've as we've probably grown more on this journey, we definitely differentiated. I've I've moved more more away from from going out at night. I just I don't know. I tend to to like to wake up early, and I sort of value my sleep a lot. So I've turned more to you know meeting girls during the day. And in terms of where I am right now, I actually just got over not just got over but just broke up with my girlfriend literally not the fourth of july we actually had a good time the fourth of july but then the fifth of july we broke up and, oh man so this is like three days ago <laughs> yeah this is yeah this is really uh okay, yeah fresh you, you said something before we started the podcast i didn't realize it was like this week <laughs> how yeah you, how you doing i'm uh so I, I i can't say that i'm not sad i'm, I'm definitely very sad it's of always course, tough to yeah. think you know, it's almost like an identity crisis, I think, because you grow, yep. sort of identify yourself as being with this girl and at least in, in you know, in good relationships. Well, how, how long were you dating her for? So I'd, uh, I'd say one year, but we definitely broke up in between and, you know, had a f three or four months of being single. And then it was one of those things we got back together. I think we both sort of understood that it wasn't going to work. It probably ultimately wasn't going to work out. It was one of those things, it was one of those like really passionate, intense relationships where sure there's t turmoil, but like the, just like the raw passion, both in terms of like, just like the sexual passion, but also just in terms of like the longing to see each other is also very strong, you know, versus other relationships that are more like mellow and, and level headed as they go along. So it's, it's definitely, a, it's definitely an emotional time for me, but at the same time, I think I can, I can logically like understand and internalize that that it wasn't it wasn't uh meant to be so to speak do you think that this is maybe another you know breakup period and you guys might get back together or do you think this is like for good so i'm i mean my answer is 100 percent. this is for good but i mean obviously we did break up before but that being said this time we both like we're both like we're not just gonna like start talking again and, and do this again like sure it's like we could have another few good months but it's just not worth it at this point so I think that that conversation didn't happen the first time. So in my mind, it's completely done. You know, if she reaches out to me, it's going to be, I have no problem at this point to saying, listen, no one can say we didn't try, but at this point, this just, you know, this needs to be buried. So what do you think now that, I mean, this is so recent and this is interesting that we, you know, have someone on the podcast that is going through a, an extremely recent breakup. So you're like three days into it. What is going to be your healing process now? Do you have a plan? Are you just kind of like, I have no idea. You're just, you're so fresh. You don't really know what to do. Cause I mean, I've, I've been through hard breakups before and that identity crisis. I totally understand what you're saying. You're, you, you were like, you, like you just said, you, your identity is, is this you with this person. And now you got to kind of almost relearn or, you know, get back into, you know, who you are and who you are as a single person. So, do you have any plans in terms of like how you're going to start to do that or how you're going to start to recover? So I, I do have a plan and obviously executing the plan, it's easier to sort of form a plan than to execute it. And I, I just, again, as you said, the identity crisis, I think that 
from my experience, like one of the biggest dangers of breakups from my own experience and from my experience with my friends or, you know, coaching clients, sort of like you, you almost forget your value of it as a man sometimes, you know, you come out of this, you're used to just having that validation of that one single girl. And, you know, even if you do have the skill set and you've dated a lot of women in the past, like there's going to be an inevitable period where you're not getting the intimate female attention that you're used to getting. And that's the hardest period. But to answer your question in terms of my plan, I actually just yesterday, I just made myself sit down and write an article that that I'll be posting up on my website in a few weeks about my plan. So I'll just, I guess it's a perfect time to tell you exactly what I wrote. Yeah, um, for sure. And what's the, which website will that be on? So that's on my personal blog. That's uh, howtobeast.com. Okay, cool. Just so the guys can check that out. But yeah, let's hear about it. So I, I sort of formulated like a, just five things to remind myself to do. And let's see if I remember all of them off the top of my head. The first one was more or less just like to be with the pain when it comes. You know, I, I definitely found from the past that if you try and when this, like when the pain arises, when like the thoughts and the anxieties arise, when you push them off, they just sort of come back again and again and again in the long term. You never really fully experience them. So, so for, I guess that's almost like a step zero is just to like be aware that like, you know, it's that, that there are going to be some days that are hard and just it's important to accept those days and and be with that pain rather than whenever it happens, just being like, oh, I'm going to go on like a five mile run or I'm going to, you know, take out Tinder and start swiping or I'm going to start hitting up any girl whose phone number I have. It's like, that's not, that's not an effective plan. I know from, from past experience, um, I'd say on, on top of that, I've sort of re-nailed down like, like my, my morning habit routine. And for me, that sort of consists of, of journaling. So I'll sort of review, there's this cool app, Grid Diary, if, if I mean, people are listening to this and they want to do something similar, but we can sort of just set up daily questions for yourself to answer. So every, every morning I'm sort of answering a set of questions that's more or less, you know, reviewing like what I did yesterday, what, what I could have done better yesterday, you know, so some some things that I'm grateful for just to you know keep a sense of positivity in my life as well as just sort of reminding myself what I need to get done today so I don't get sidetracked with bullshit you know after that I'll, I'll meditate and I'll read and then after that I'll sort of hop into my my first work-related task for the day how many hours is that total I'm just curious that whole routine in the morning I say it's it's less than an hour so I'll wake up I'll do that app that takes me five minutes I'll meditate for five minutes and I'll read for 30 minutes. So I guess that, you know, 45 minutes is about how, how much it takes. So obviously, what's the app called? It's called Grid Diary. Grid um, Diary. Okay, cool. Yeah. So I really recommend that for anyone who's looking for like uh, a journaling app. You, you can create the questions yourself. This is a really cool, like, user friendly layout. So it's, it's been really helpful for me. Got it. Okay, cool. Okay, cool. So I'm hearing, you know, live with the pain, be with the pain, accept it you know, get yourself into a nice morning routine. What else you got? Sort of refocusing on your purpose. So I sort of took the time to, uh, to redefine like the goals I had over the next few months. Um, just again, because I think that a lot of times you're in a relationship, especially if it's a good one, a lot of, a lot of what you're looking forward to is maybe an upcoming activity with your girlfriend or some time you're going to spend with her. So when you don't have those things, I think it's really important to to refocus on on what you're doing yourself so your personal goal so for me you know that's like I'm creating a video course now for my for my website so just making sure that I'm I'm focused on that and you know I'll be drawing like my my validation from that rather than you know needing to be doing something intimate with my girlfriend if if that makes sense yeah for sure that makes perfect sense keep going these are great sure <laughs> so uh, aside from that another thing I I, I do need to remind myself, and it's it's been hard already, is sort of not to jump right back into the the dating game too soon. Because I know in the past I've sort of had that mindset. Like this is that quote that like I say, like the quickest way to to get over a girl is to get under another one or something like that, right? And and I've definitely gone that route in the past. And it's it's definitely at different times like even motivated me, I think, to do really well with women just because I have this like this raw sense of determination to like to, to date and to sleep with a lot of girls. But in the past, you know, it's just led to this sort of like meaningless sex that at the end of the day is not fulfilling. And at the same time, I think it just puts off dealing with that pain because when you're with other girls, when you're still getting over a girl, 
you're, you're just going to be thinking about your ex and comparing them to your ex. And granted, this is still going to happen even if you put it off. But if you do it too soon, I think it, it just takes you back a step instead of forward a step. I don't know. Do you have any experience with that? Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, that's what ends up happening. You, know, you want to fill that void of having a woman there. So you go and you seek out other women. And then, I mean, you pretty much just said it how it is. You know, it's like you have sex or you start dating and all you're doing is thinking of, you know, oh, okay, how does it compare to my ex or, you know, and even if it doesn't and even if, even if you're not doing that, you're not comparing, you know, it just, it's tough for you in an emotional state as you are, like just fresh off of a breakup to start making the kinds of connections you might want to make with a girl. And so, you know, it, it might not lead anywhere and if it doesn't it leads to sex it's funny like the next day you kind of feel like a little bit more lonely and you're like why like i just got laid I just with the girl like da, da 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 but there's something there that was that you were trying to do to fill that void of not having a girl and now she's gone so it's like yeah maybe the sex was fun like in that moment and that was really cool but she's not there anymore. You know, it's like the next morning. And so you're used to having that girl there. So there's nothing really you're going to do right off the bat, I feel, to start getting over your ex in terms of, you know, just being with other women. And it's definitely good to take that break. I think it's okay to like, if you can handle it somehow, like date very, very lightly, like maybe go on a date every like week or couple weeks or something like that. Um, just to kind of reintroduce yourself to this idea that there are other women out there who, you know, you could enjoy and who you could like. So it just kind of like starts to retrain your brain like, oh, it will be okay. There's other girls. I don't have to be thinking about specifically this one, you know, because there's so many other girls out there. And I think it's good to date very lightly so you can just experience that kind of uh, abundance mindset in a way. No, I think that's important to know. I'm glad you said that because it's, there's definitely two sides to the coin. It's like a very delicate line to toe. There's uh, on one hand, you don't want to just rush in and try and and just get over your girl by sleeping with a bunch of other girls. But at the same time, yeah, you don't want to to fall into the mindset. It's also dangerous that that she was the only girl, she was the one, or she was perfect, and now you're you're destined to be to be lonely and single for the rest of your life. So I think that is a good point to make. Right, exactly. So, all right, so now we, we've talked about, you know, your breakup here and, and it's definitely, um, these are some definitely really, really good points to consider once you're kind of getting out of a relationship. And so now, you know, just with the time we have, let's move on to, okay, you know, you've recovered, you're out and about, you're just like, you're ready to start dating again. You know, and I know that you guys are talking about how, um, well, the other David was talking about how he, you know, is, is pretty good or likes night game or, or nightclub stuff. So if there's, you know, any guys out there who are listening that are interested in, in meeting girls in nightclubs, let's hear some tips right now from you guys. Like, what do you think is, is the best in terms of meeting girls in these like high energy nightclub type environments? Because I know that there are guys out there who really do enjoy, you know, meeting girls that way. And that's definitely an amazing option because you can meet a ton of girls at a nightclub. So what do you guys got for that? So like I said before, like one of the big things is like the fun comes first, girls come second, right? You don't, you don't want to be one of those guys who's out there like machine gun approaching a bunch of women. And I see this all the time with guys, especially in like the, the, like the pickup type of scene where I'll just walk in with a guy or like a few guys, and I'll just like start approaching every girl they see. I don't think that's a, that's a good way to do it. For, for me, what I like to do, and I think this works for a lot of guys too that, that, I, that I coach and help with, just kind of like build the social momentum throughout the night. So, you know, you'll go to the club, maybe like ha have a drink, and you just kind of like feel into the night. You see a girl you want to talk to, you go talk to her, but don't force it. You know what I mean? And, and just kind of like keep it going. And... For me, like I feel like throughout the night, every 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 night I go out, I always see that one girl who really catches my attention. It's almost like it's almost like a type of intuition or something. I'm like, oh, like I need to go talk to that girl. And when I, once I see that girl, within within a few seconds, I'm you know I'm out, I'm talking to her, and I'm just kind of like flowing with it from there. But kind of throughout the night, I'm talking to different people. You know, I'm not machine gun approaching, but I'm just kind of like talking talking to my friends, dancing, just kind of like. 
just kind of like feeling my way into the night so that when I do see the girl I really want to talk to, I already had that social momentum kind of built up and I'm, and I'm ready to go. So I'm, I'm just, I'm a little confused. I want to clarify some stuff. So you're talking about guys shouldn't do these machine gun approaches to talking to every girl. But at the same time, you know, you're saying that the guy should be social. So what is he supposed to do in terms of building that up? I mean, if, if, if you think you should just approach like one girl at a club, how does he get warmed up for that without approaching or how, how does that all work? So one thing you can do, it's like, you don't have to be like by machine gun approaching. I mean, literally like every single girl he sees, he's just going up and boom, boom, boom. And, and almost like trying to pick her up. And he's not really focusing on the actual girl or like being in the moment, talking to the girl. He's just like doing it just almost like for this, like this empty type of approach. I don't know if, if you, if you know what I mean by that, but so one of the good ways I like to build social momentum is, is to kind of is when I do go up and talk to girls, I actually am kind of like in the moment talking to them. Like I'll go up to a group, I'll share them and be like, hey, you guys look like fun. How's your night going? And it's kind of like a very casual conversation just to kind of get out. Because when I first get, you know, get to the bar or the club, I'm, I'm kind of like, you know, everyone's a little bit in their head maybe. So just by going up and, and you know, cheersing a group, talking to them in like kind of a, just a very casual way. You kind of get out of your head. You get into, you know, the you start the building the, the, the social momentum because you're joking around with the group and you're having a good time. Right. So you just kind of like, you're not really, like you were saying before, you're not really focused on, uh, you know, I got to get every girl's number in this place. I got to talk to every girl. You're just more like, I'm just going to have the fun that I can have, be social, meet people. And then once you're warmed up, then you can kind of, you know, start to feel your way around and say, okay, what girl am I attracted to here and who I can talk to? Is that about yeah, right? Exactly. Yes. It's so uh, at the beginning, it's, it's not about going up and trying to pick every girl up. It's more, you know, going up and building the social momentum by having a fun social interaction. Right. Right. That makes sense. So, you know, once a guy sees a girl in a nightclub, you know, and again, it's just, it's so loud. It's so crazy. It can be very overwhelming. You know, what is a guy supposed to do to, you know, make sure his his nerves are kind of calm or he, you know, speak loud? And what, what are some stuff a guy can do in terms of having these conversations with the girls that he likes at these at these types of venues? So so just just to be able to have a conversation with a girl and kind of like relax into it and not be so nervous, you mean? Yeah, exactly. Mm, so. I mean, honestly, I think that that really does come from repetition. Like, if you're a guy who's brand new to this this whole idea of, of meeting women outside of your social circle and approaching them at nightclubs specifically, it's sort of, it's inherently going to be intimidating, not just the first few times, but, you know, a lot more than that. Not to say that, not to, you know, put you down and say that you, that, you're not going to do well at first, but there certainly is a learning curve. It's the same as, as any skill. You know, there's no, there's no skill that just, I mean, I'm sure there's some, but there's no skill similar to pick up where they're, where they're intimidating at first. they really, I feel like there's no shortcut. just like quick hack. That's going to allow you to walk up there completely cool and confident and just deliver like the perfect conversation. You know, that's going to, it's going to, you need a little bit of experience first. But one of the things I will say though, that definitely helps is to go out with, try to go out with like-minded guys, you know, like-minded and cool dudes. So you're, you're kind of confident in their social ability. You know that, all right, if I, if I'm going to the club or the bar with this guy, I know this guy can hold the conversation with the girl. And for me, whenever I go out, you know, stay with like David, I know that, all right, like, I know he, he can hold the conversation with the girl. So I know I'm not, I'm not out here alone. I can bring him in, help. It's, it's kind of like having that, almost like having that backup makes things a lot more comfortable and relaxed. And, and the way you can meet those kind of guys, for guys out there kind of curious about that, you know, just it's all about connecting with guys who have similar passions. And that comes with doing activities, you know, that, that you're interested in going out and, you know, doing, you know, going to the gym or, or doing, you know, doing different kind of like social sports or maybe like CrossFit or just or just like doing activities that you're interested in, where, interested in where people who you want to meet, you know, where that kind of matches their interest too. That's just a good way to kind of meet, I guess, good wingmen, I guess you could call them. 
but just it, it makes it so much easier to go out though when you have those kind of guys with you. Yeah, so it's like pick up guys, then pick up girls. There, there yeah. you go. That's the order yeah. right there. <laughs> yeah, I def, I, for me, I definitely don't like going out alone. Like I've done it before and had success, but it just makes things a lot a lot better and smoother when you when you're out, you know, with a cool group of guys, and it's it's a lot easier to have fun throughout the night. Yeah, for sure. It's funny too because like I remember there were some nights that I would go out alone. I actually did a YouTube video on that too in terms of like how you can go out without, you know, having uh, a wingman and going solo. And it's like if you can do that, like if you can actually handle even just doing it, like not not even talking to anyone but just going (laughs) to a place completely alone – I mean, that's like a huge step. And then if you can get to the point where you're actually talking to people and you know that you don't have like, you know, that crutch of like the friend that you can just like find later on or maybe like that friend is already talking to a group of people and you can just like easily join that. Like if you can get through that, I mean, I, I, I wish I could think of a quick analogy of what that would be like, but that's just like you, you can take your game, so to speak, to a whole new level. But I do agree with you that it's really tough to do that and I can see people or guys, you know, putting that off and being like, you know, like not going out because they're just, it's such a frightening thing to go out alone. So then at that point, they'll just maybe not do it at all. So I agree, it definitely is easier to have a buddy there or someone to go out with. But yeah, it's it's tough too because you got to make sure that the guy you're going out with is, is you know, interested in meeting women because you can go out with guys who are, you know, just party animals like to party, like to drink, or, or I don't know, even if they don't like to drink, but they just don't really want to talk to women. They're not really in it for the same thing as you. And then at that point, it's like, well, you might as well just be alone because they're not really helping you and they're probably bringing you down, you know? Yeah, it's tough because even, you know, as Dave said, a lot of times even if you make friends who, who are really cool, you know, high-value guys, a lot of times – they still don't, I don't know whether it's they're not, they don't have the interest, the interest or they don't have the confidence. There's plenty of times you'll go into a bar or nightclub with them and, you know, if it's just you and them, if you start approaching girls, I've definitely had it happen with me where they almost sort of just shut down. Uh, maybe they, they feel like they can't keep up with you. Maybe they just, that, that wasn't their idea of going out. So I think if you are going out and part of your plan for the night is definitely like, I'm definitely going to try and you know, approach girls throughout the night. And that's, I want that to be a part of my night. And you're going out with a guy who you don't regularly go out with when you have that, that goal, even if it's like a secondary goal. I think it's important just to, to tell the dude you're going out with that like, that's something you're going to be planning on doing. Just so if they, if you go, you're going talking to a girl for, you know, 20 minutes, 15 minutes, or however long it might be, they don't just feel like completely dejected as they just stand at the bar and drink their drink alone. Because I've, I think I've put guys in that situation before and I kind of just felt like a dick after. Well, it's funny too because like shouldn't that guy be like, dude, you're talking to girls. This is awesome. Like you're good. Like show me how you do that. Yeah, you'd think or I guess at least from from my mindset you'd think but I think a lot of times it's people's insecurities get the best of them, you know? Yeah, I've, I've gone out with guys like, like back when I used to work in an office job, I would go out. It like it'd be like a work event, kind of like at the bar, the club, because I I was in an office with like sixty dudes, and whenever I went up and like I'd always be the one to go up and like talk to like the hot girl, and they would go and they see me have success, and they'd be like, oh fuck, like like they kind of like kind of like almost like make fun of me, like oh like like Dave's going and talking to another girl, like all that bullshit, but then when I'm actually going up and taking her home, they're like, like oh shit, <laughs> like what what did he just do, like. It's it's so it's kind of funny how that happens. Yeah, you know, and again, just like you guys are saying, it it's that insecurity. You know what I mean? I mean, that's why, you know, that's why anyone will tease anyone for any reason. It's like just because they feel insecure about not being able to do it themselves, so it's easier to put someone else down. But I mean, yeah, if you know, for the guy out there who's listening, if you're with anyone who's doing that to you on any level, like that, you got to get out of that situation as soon as possible. Don't hang out with those guys. You know, those are, those are the types of guys that are just going to bring you down. I've experienced that too. And you really got to be hanging out with people on that similar level. For so sure. let's talk about this for a second. I know, you know, there's guys listening right now who are like, all right, so I get it. Got to approach. Got to get the energy up. But, you know, once I'm talking to that one girl I want to talk to, what do I say? How do I open? You know, how do I get her interested in me? 
what are your guys' strategies or techniques for getting girls interested in you and, and holding that conversation up? Do you have anything uh, that you usually do or? I don't really have like a, a systemized approach, but I think in general, if you, again, if you still have that energy and you're talking to the girl, you're not in your head, obviously you're teasing her. And then at the same time, you're not afraid to make, uh, and I, I know you said this on our show, but you're not afraid to make those like slightly direct comments uh, throughout the throughout the conversation. No, you're not constantly saying like, oh, oh, you're hot, or oh, well, you're turning me on, or this or that. But when you sprinkle those throughout, it it's definitely powerful. And I know you you advocate that approach, and it works well for you as well. Yeah, it does. And I think it's just personally my favorite, just because I really like being very honest and speaking my mind. And usually, if I'm talking to a girl that I'm attracted to. Those are the things on my mind, you know what I mean? Like those direct type of compliments. Is there anything specific that you guys, in terms of being very direct with a woman that you like to say or or is it just kind of whatever comes up? So so for me, like I'll make a lot of sexual innuendos, like just kind of completely unfiltered. So that's one big thing I do is just very unfiltered. I'll pretty much say like whatever's on my mind and with just absolutely no filter. So if I see a place for a sexual innuendo, even if it doesn't seem like there could be one there, I'll just like make it. Like I think I, when I was living in Vietnam, like uh, for a few months, I was talking to like this Vietnamese girl, and she was I can't remember. It was like something about we're talking about colonizing Vietnam, and I was like, yeah, girl, like I'll colonize you later tonight. It was like it was like something like, <laughs> we can't get this thing. <laughs> and we were like in a group talking. Everyone just started cracking up. And it just didn't make any sense at all. But at the same time, like it, like even though it's just kind of completely comical, it still like makes her think about it a little bit, like in the back of her mind. And while well, you also have to play, like, you know, try to play some well throughout the conversation. Like if you can have a well-placed sexual innuendo, I think that can be pretty powerful. Yeah, no, that's funny. I mean, yeah, I think the idea there is like you're obviously being ridiculous by saying that. Like, Like you're almost like you're not – you don't mean that because it's obviously so just a weird thing to say. Yeah. So the comedy kind of comes out in that. But it also does kind of say to the girl on this like, you know, on this really hidden level like, oh, he's kind of still flirting with me. You know what yeah. I mean? So it like works on that. I, I like to call that – I had a term for that because I have like very crass humor like that myself. It's almost like instead of saying like postmodern but it's like post-douchebag – commentary where it's like you don't really mean the crass disgusting fart jokes you're saying the joke because you realize how ridiculous it is and that's where like it's funny i wish i could teach this i'm always trying to teach guys like better humor and stuff like that it's it's kind of hard to crack yeah. teaching like how to be funny it's just kind of i don't know i guess it comes from a lot of really hanging out with people who are like that and you can kind of pick up on that vibe but um anyways we're getting off topic uh yeah, okay, so that's good stuff. Is there anything else that you say or like to use when you're talking to girls to let them know that you're attracted or you like them? Yeah, so generally, and this is the only, I don't even know if I call it scripted because it's, it's just honest, but the only even close to like canned thing I might say in conversation would be, and this would be at the nightclub or, or elsewhere, if I find myself in a conversation, you know, especially where I approach the girl intentionally, you know, I'll usually tell her within the first two minutes, I honestly, the reason I came over here to talk to you is because I thought you were really cute or something along those lines after, you know, I'm not completely derailing the conversation, but I am throwing that in there somewhere towards the beginning of the, of the conversation just because it, a lot of times it, it changes the vibe of the conversation with, without having to, to try really hard to change the vibe using some other tactic. And, oh, you're going to say? No, go ahead. I was going to say, and, and for me, one more thing that I do is I just, I'm constantly like leading the girl around like the bar, or the club. So if I'm talking to a girl for a couple of minutes in like, you know, by the bar, I'll be, I'll just I'll be like, I'll, I'll grab her hand, be like, let's go to the dance floor. I'll move her back to the bar and like move her out to get some pizza. All right. Like I'm constantly moving around. So like, so the interaction never gets stale and I'm also kind of physically escalating too. You know, so I'll, I'll go for like a small hug and then and I'll spin her around and bring her into me. And at the same at the same time, while, while I'm doing those things, I'm getting a feel for 
how she's reacting to kind of those physical escalations. Like, is she, is she like stiff when I pull her into me? Is she kind of loose? Is she very open to it? And the more she's open to it, the more like I know that I can kind of keep pushing it and, you know, into an eventual, into an eventual possible pull. Right. Exactly. And then, so, you know, that's why nightclubs are actually really great places to meet girls is because you can actually do that. Like you can actually move them around a little bit more. You can have fun and get a drink and go dancing and go check out. If you're at a crazy nightclub, like if you're in Vegas, you can go check out like the pool area. If you're like at excess or something like that, like there's always different areas that you can go and take them around. It's like you're almost going on these like little mini dates, like throughout like the interaction. So, okay. So you get to the point where you moved her around. She's responding very well you know, to your advances, she's attracted to you, you're attracted to her, all things are going well, and you want to take her home. How do you do that? So kind of throughout the night, I'll try to get a good understanding of the logistics, you know, who did she kind of, who'd she come through to the bar, the club with, who's she here, who are her friends, I'll try to meet her friends, like where does she live, who's taking her home, kind of like figure out what, what is this girl doing after, and how can I kind of like, get her to come back with me or somehow go back with her or, you know, what's, what's the game plan. So I'll, I'll, I'll kind of just like try to figure that out throughout the night. So by the end of the night, I usually have sort of a good understanding of kind of what I need to do. So, and then, so once I have the understanding, I know like, okay, she's, she lives kind of like by the bar or whatever, or she, she lives a little further away, but she drove herself. I'll just be like, Hey, listen, like I, I live like, I live like down the street. Or I live like, you know, like a five minute drive away. I have a sick rooftop. We can, you know, look, check out the skyline and just like, and have a drink on the, on the rooftop. You, 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 like you want to come back and hang out. And it's usually like having that as an excuse, like having some kind of excuse, like either it's a rooftop or like a uh, YouTube clip you want to show her. I, this is where I disagree with Dave. I think just saying you want to come back and have a drink is sufficient. <laughs> well, sometimes I do that too, but, but I, I always, for me, I think I just had the most success with being like, hey, like, you want to come back and like have a drink on my rooftop? And she'd be like, oh, yeah, so, that sounds cool. It just kind of gives her the excuse, like, oh, like, I'm not just going back to, to just like have sex with this guy. So it kind of like stops her slut defense, if that makes sense, if that makes sense. Right, for sure. Isn't that interesting that, you know, women, they need almost an excuse. Like, they never want. They never want to just be like, oh, I, I want to go home with this guy and have sex. Like they do and they want it, but they don't really like overtly want to say to themselves or to the guy that they want to do it. Like they have to let, you know, it's like almost what you're saying. Like they need to let the guy kind of take control of the situation and and they kind of just happened. You know what I mean? Like something interesting. I just, I just love that idea of how how men and women are just wired in that, in that different way. You know what I mean? To, to get to the point where you're having sex with somebody. Yeah. It's almost like they don't want you to pull the veil back and like, let them know, you know, what Oz really looks like. And and I've had, I remember distinctly this one time I was talking to this Asian girl a a few years ago at this club. We were really like touchy feely the whole night, you know, kissing, escalating, and it was, it seemed like we kind of planned it out. It seemed pretty clear that I was going to go back to her place and we we're going to have sex. Like, even though we hadn't like explicitly said it, it was like very implied and she was getting her coat. And I was like, oh, like, I can't wait to, to go back and like, fuck you later. It's, it's good. And then, and then right when I said that, like she was, she was still kind of, she still seemed kind of, in, kind of into it. But then within five minutes, it was like, she's like, oh, I think I have, I have to go back with my friends. Like, I can't, I can't do this. And it immediately like, immediately like messed everything up like it completely because i pulled the veil back she didn't have an excuse anymore it took it kind of like took the fun and took the mystery out of what was going to happen right right exactly and oh man that's so interesting too that yeah once you kind of said what was going on it also kind of i think what that probably did is it also you know like the the women i mean men too but women they they really want that romance factor also you know i mean even even especially when sex is involved so it's like when you probably said that, you know, my guess is she was like, oh, yeah, I guess that's what this is. You know, like that's what we're doing. Like it kind of like probably killed the romance of it just kind of like, you know, of it just kind of happening. You know what I mean? And she was like, yeah. And then, yeah. And then she left. But yeah, I mean, yeah, she probably didn't say that. You probably would have 
you know, been able to take her back, and she would have she would have gladly done it. Yeah, I think it's that principle holds true. Like I think it's exactly what you said. It removes the romance factor, and I can actually remember a similar situation where this is actually after I've already had <laughs> sex with a girl, and this was actually after. Like I'll be honest, it was after not this breakup. This is after you know a year and a half ago, two years ago after after a recent breakup. Um, you know, maybe a week or two after the breakup, I was with a girl, and this is during the day, uh, that we had already had sex, and we were watching the, the Boston Marathon together. I don't know, for people who, who don't, who aren't familiar with Boston, the marathon's a day where everyone just like goes, takes work off and watches the, the people get by. Oftentimes, at least college kids like get drunk and do it. We weren't even drinking. And, you know, it was kind of understood we were going to watch the marathon, then we were going to go back to my place and have sex. And, and you, made, you said you've already done it with her? We'd already had sex, yeah. Okay, okay. And she was like really into me. She had like begged me to watch the marathon with her because I was just, I don't know, I was I was working or something. I wasn't super interested. Like I said, this was after a breakup, so I wasn't really putting much value on this. And so as we walked past my, as we're walking up to my house, I'm like, I just straight up said it. I was like, do you, so do you want to go in and have sex again? Something like that. This is me <laughs> at the point, just uh, like, it was, it. and looking back, just like, I don't know why I would have said that. But obviously it was me again, fresh off the break. I'm just not giving a fuck about the situation. And she said yes, but then I can't remember what the exact excuse was, but from like the, the 15 steps from where we were when I said that to the door, like seven or eight steps in, <laughs> Some excuse came up and she went back home. And that was the last time I hung out with that girl. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's funny, too, because you kind of sound like a kid. Hey, do you want to go inside and do you want to have sex again? <laughs> Let's do it again. <laughs> yeah. Let's do that thing that we did uh, last night. You know, that was fun. Oh, man. Yeah. Guys, this has, been, this has been fun just shooting the shit with you and getting some really good tips here. I think we're coming to a close, but you know, I definitely want to do something again, have you guys on again and and share some more stories. I feel like we got some good stuff here. We're talking about getting over a breakup, getting into, you know, nightclub or high energy environment type of approaching and conversation. You guys gave some great tips. If you want more from David and David, I want you to check out beastlygentleman.com. And what I'm gonna do as always is put that info right into the description of this episode so you can easily grab that link and go in there and check these guys out because they got a lot more and they got an amazing podcast which is it it's sort of new are you guys like 15 episodes in or something like that yeah by the time this comes out we'll probably be like 23 or 24 episodes in we'll definitely have yours up there too so cool awesome so yeah check that out check out their interview with me check out all their stuff and uh any last words guys No, just thank you for having us on. It was a good time, man. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks for coming, and we'll talk to you soon. Awesome. All right. Cool, dude. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and write a review. Over 18 and want a question answered on the podcast? Email all your questions to trip at (laughs) tripadvice.com.